Welcome to Evolve to Succeed, the podcast that brings together business owners, leaders and experts to talk about their business journeys and provide them with invaluable insights and explore the link between personal and business success. I am your host, Warren Munson, founder of Evolve. I have previously founded, grown and successfully exited three businesses in the business services and technology sectors. I have a passion for helping and advising businesses and seeing them succeed. We all know that leading and running a business comes with its own unique joys and challenges and Evolve provides the advice, guidance and support to the business, you and your teams on that journey, be that if you're starting, growing or looking to exit or step away from your business. We do this through our Ignite, Thrive and Optimize programs and services, which includes strategic advice, coaching and mentoring, leadership training, funded business support and so much more. If you want to learn more about Evolve, then please do go to evolveadvisory.co.uk or connect and message me on LinkedIn. For now though, let's just get on with the show. This week, I'm talking to Mark Masters, marketing expert and founder of You Are The Media, a marketing media training and learning community. What started out as a side project in 2013 The business and community has now grown into a name on an international scale with people participating from all over the world. At the core of Mark and You Are The Media's strategy is community marketing, a trend that has experienced a significant shift in popularity in recent years. I therefore want to get Mark on the show to get his expertise on the topic of community building and how to create and strengthen a sense of community around a brand as well as some key things around community. We also discuss the importance of being persistent and consistency, and this great phrase that during the course of the conversation Mark discusses is that business is socializing with purpose. Therefore, please do enjoy this episode. Welcome, Mark, to the Evolved to Succeed podcast. Lovely to be here, Warren. Thank you for asking me. Really looking forward to our conversation. I love some of the opinions that you have around marketing and communities. Your regular blogs are always interesting and thought-provoking. So I thought it was about time we got you on the podcast. Kind of, yeah. Um, And I suppose where we should start is, you know, where did your own personal journey start in building the community and the business Mm. that is UR Media? Yeah. So it goes back to 2013. And... Can we start off with a rocky start? Yeah, go for it. (laughs) So where you were the media started was from a tough place. Uh, It started, the first newsletter was sent in October 2013, but it was off the back of a really tough time. I had uh, clients that were going bust. I went too deep with clients. I was owing a lot of money. Uh, And you're a traditional marketeer, really. Yep, that side, uh, advertising. Marcoms, that's where the company was. And um, so I was in a bit of a pickle. Um, it's not nice when you're sitting owing 40, we got 40, 50,000 pounds worth of bad debt. And, um, and I learned then that this importance to be resourceful over having resources. So when you've got nothing, that lets you exercise that creative muscle yeah. a bit more. So I thought, okay, let's do this because I was spending money on things such as AdWords. Uh, spending money on SEO, you're spending money on Facebook ads, advertising. But 
as we all know, they're not bothered about a business. So I started a newsletter and I called it You Are The Media. And it was a way of me to share how I was looking at the world. Then it was more around marketing. Mm. It was generic, yeah? yeah? The difference between brand and a logo. And it was just generic stuff we can find everywhere. But I just kept going. And slowly people subscribed. And over the years, it's kind of helped build my confidence. And there's been milestones. 2016, we I could see that there were subscribers from a local area. So we created a um, Steel Raymond, thanks to uh, Lee Taylor there, said, why don't you do an event here? So we did our fun- first lunchtime event. Okay. Then we created a conference that was called you the, the, the You of the Media Conference in 2018. COVID hit, we learned how to make hybrid, and it's just grown, this this, this manifestation. It's had its own momentum, as it were. Yeah, massively. But it's all around this thing of persistence and keeping with an idea. That's where it started. We're still going strong, much like what you're doing, the good work at Evolve. But it all comes today, it represents how we, small businesses, people, how we can be self-sufficient. When I say self-sufficient, how we can be self-sufficient promoting ourselves and our work. Yeah. It just so happens when you have a community alongside you, it doesn't feel as difficult. Okay. Yeah. So whilst we're reliant on an audience that we don't know to promote us, to stand by us, why can't we build relationships with each other so we rally behind each other? Brilliant. Oh. And so look at that. Um, <laughs> and so you are definitely, clearly, a really clear advocate that a small business, you know, an SME, small business, mm can do a lot to promote itself yeah. rather than rely on the middlemen, yeah. agencies, marketeers, AdWords, yeah. um, all of those kind of things. Massively. And do you know what it starts from? Are you going to ask me another question? No, I was going to ask you where does it all start then? <laughs> it all, the whole thing it, it revolves around is by having something that we believe in, having a value. Or having something that people can associate with us that is not related to our business. So when I said it was in a difficult time. So when you're offering marketing services, you're building websites just the same as everybody else. And this is the thing. Similar to exactly what's going on with Evolve. How you can build around an idea. And the secret to it all is finding something that you know that you cannot stop. If I was just talking about marketing rhetoric... I would hit a cul-de-sac because there's far better places out there to find that, yeah? Whether it's the CIM or whether you're going to other places from reputable places that are out there. But if you have an idea that people can rally behind or understand, that's how you build an audience. And how does it differ building this, being part of the community, being sort of promoting your own business Mm. to developing a personal brand or are they one and the same thing? Yeah, that's a good question. So this, per- yeah, because it coincides. Because if there is something that you believe in, that's something that you stand for. Mm. And if you have a backstory that can associate with it, rather than you're trying to shoehorn something in. So for instance, if you step forward and say, we believe in customer service, well, so does everybody yeah. else. If there is an association that is dear to your heart, or something that has happened that you can share, 
that may resonate with other people, that's where the two-pronged attack comes in, in terms of our own personal brand, in terms of being seen that somebody respects, trusts, and also what we're building around this idea of an association that people can get on board, because that is what helps our narrative, yeah? yeah? So let's look at what we're doing here, with what you're doing here with Around Evolve, and that's around kind of how we can stand on our own two feet, but how you show that to your audience of how that works. So that then then brings them onto your side that, and then comes back to you. But you don't mean that you show off because no. you're doing it in a way that look at me, everybody. You're doing it because you believe in it and you do it with conviction. And that's the slight nuance between those gurus that talk about developing a look at me personal brand and what you're talking about. Yeah, yeah. It's, it's, yeah, we do see that a lot today. And it can be hypnotic and it can be engulfing because we're living our lives via what somebody else has done. I understand it because yeah. if we can join 28,000 subscribers or come and join this or we see heavy LinkedIn connections, which is fine. But I, do we really want to live a space where we're trying to be like somebody else? Yeah. Whereas I've kind of gone for the approach that says, come and join us or it works like this. Yeah. Okay. And one of those other things that just coming off that piece of conversation we just had that I mm. think I've, and again, you've written a great blog on it, is this, this kind of piece of, of an origin yeah. story. And that's fundamentally telling the story of where you've come from. Yeah. I can never do it. And I always get upset. I always get upset when I tell it, when you have this origin story okay. of where it started for me. And uh, maybe somebody's listening, they want to listen for a couple of minutes. So all this thing started, right? This, when it comes to values, right? Values. Yeah. That, that Today, you are the media. Me represents this thing around creativity, of around self-sufficiency, of around community and around independence. Are you ready for this? Yeah, Can go I tell for you this? it. Yeah. Right? And I'm going to look you in the eye and, and <laughs> look you in the eye and tell this. Right. So me being a local lad from Paul, Oakdale Middle School, yeah? yeah. And when I was 11, we did a... Uh, uh, an election, yeah? So 11-year-old, my, my manifesto was pretty flimsy as an 11-year-old. So we had our standard political parties that we represented. And there was one boy called Scott. And he represented the let's have another party party, right? So he stood up. 11-year-old did that. So when it came to the, uh, they were going through the, the votes. So when it came to me, I got one vote. <laughs> I got one vote. And do you know who voted for me? <laughs> Your best friend. Me. <laughs> Scott. So, right. So, right. One. It was humiliating. And I was in such a, a sad, dejected place as an 11-year-old because it was just me that voted for myself. But Scott and his Let's Have Another Party Party is a landslide. But that showed me then that that's what it represented. This was somebody that... that, that that did something that was wholly independent, that didn't necessarily have to follow everything else. When yeah. I say that, it could be Google, Facebook, whatever we use. Think around being creative, this thing of stepping forward and being brave to do something. So that's kind of always lived with me, and I did it. And this is the bit that, because I got upset on stage when we had Creator Day last year, because it was that moment when I shared this story that I know that everyone in front of me was a part of the Let's Have Another Party party. See, and I'm talking to you now and my yeah, voice is starting to go a little bit, but it, but it was that because you know that you'd built something then. Yeah. But listen, it wasn't there as an act. It was there. It was that association to something that that was a, that was the origin. Yeah. That was the start of it. Honestly, Warren, this kind of stuck with me for years. That thing of isolation, that thing of loneliness, that thing of being laughed at. 
isn't nice, but that no. kind of still stays with us and when we're in work. And therefore, when you then do create your tribe, your community, and, and have that around you, that becomes ultimately massively. massively do you know, and Warren, that's so powerful. But everything I'm talking about here is not anecdotal evidence. This all stuff is the stuff that's, that's happening, and that's the joy uh, of what we can do. So when you say from the beginning, can I just check mark this is something that small businesses that we can do that fight on our own corners around creating something that's relevant for a group of people not everyone that people want to come on board with because then it starts to go in these all manner of wonderful directions and to try to put it in context for some of our listeners have you got some you know some of the stories of people that are part of the community yeah they've all been guests on here so it's like i listen to your show it's like you can come again mark you know, good people that are part of the community, like Adam from Foundry. Another good... One of my people that I love dearly is Gordon Fong. Yeah. Gordon so Gordon was, was there. Guest. And Gordon was there on that very first event we did in 2016. And this is an example. Here's a case study in itself. Here is someone who was happy to be at the back of the room and then step forwards. Mm. So when it was ready for him, so in 2019, in Christmas 2019, he shared his story. It was all about finding a place you can call home. And it just took him many years uh, from where he lived to finally moving down into the uh, home in Southbourne to finally feel at home. And honestly, it was then, it was this moment that we, can, that we can step up and share. It just so happened that the platform was there for him. When I say that platform, this you are the media space. So there are many, many case studies of people that, it's this idea of that we choose ourselves. Yeah, we start by choosing ourselves. Again, it goes back to school, Warren. Mm. It's like now we can hold the ball and we can pick our own team. And that's a really, that's a real positive place to be. So rather than we spend our lives reliant on being chosen, which is what we do, we pamper to what else is out there. We keep on posting on LinkedIn. We're trying to kind of be mates with everyone else. They have big influence. But what if we can find a way that we can choose ourselves more and then build from that? Yeah. Unfortunately, though, it's always about the quick wins. The quick wins. Let's yeah. do these short posts. We're building community. I mean, I know that with Evolve doesn't happen overnight. It? it takes time. Which is why we see, we do see a lot where people start with the best intentions. Mm. It's probably the same when you start. When you started and you did an event, we have our best intentions. Yeah. We want to fill the room out. We want it to be absolutely buzzing. But if we're being realistic, it, it isn't like that. No, I can, I can remember. So I, I, know, I think we've got, <laughs> we kind of correlate in our thinking around building community around your business, you know, and we did that with Inspire, that was um, the business and tax advisory firm. And I remember we started, and I think you probably used to attend from time to time because we had some mutual clients back in 2000, you know, the 2004, five, six, but we did our first um business networking kind of event and we always used to it wasn't really just networking it was meaningful speaker with an audience subject they could learn take something away and apply in their business not about finance and accounts anyway tell the story because the i had this idea that this is what we're going to do and it was called the inspire business forum and we did our first event and i got i got a great guy called ian foster from one of the local stationery and furniture companies to come and speak and he did loads of prep and we had an audience of four people for it. By the end, you know, roll forward two, three years later even, you know, that long when we were doing it for 10 years, we were getting 50, 60, 70 people turn up for that first event. And I wow. remember that feeling of, 
what are you doing? Honestly? Yeah, and it is that. And it's that, but you've got to persevere, haven't you? Yeah, but look, we did, you know, like did good events that are at the Bic and places yeah, like that. Yeah, we did people we that did come the conferences to with 200 odd people. Can we begin you up as well? Thank eh? you. So we, um, but yeah, it's that. When we start, we have to accept. It's just a shame that we have to think that because we realise that nobody knows us. We're strangers to a lot of people. So when you kind of started that event, similar here. Do you know what? But the only thing that it hits us is our ego. Like I can remember cancelling events. Mm. I took a screen grab at the Eventbrite. Six people, <laughs> you, whatever money had come in, they were reimbursed. But I kind of screen grabbed it. But this is the thing, like similar to your side. As long as we can talk about it and document it. Yeah. And it is pushing this boulder up a hill. But we realise that the longer that we're at it, what I've been basically doing is pushing this car up a hill on my own. Mm. And only in the past 18 or so months... Lots of people are starting to help me push that car, and it's great. So you, you know, we'll come back to you are the media and some of your philosophies. But so you've created your community, okay? What advice do you give to those that are part of your community in you know the very first steps, maybe because mm. those listening about how they might create their own community that supports their own business? Yeah, okay. Um, it always starts with having a place that you can be vocal to an audience, yeah? So someone may say, well, I'm going to be more committed on LinkedIn. That's fine. So if somebody was saying, well, how can I do this? Everything, I can only talk from experience. The thing that has helped me has been a newsletter. Email to me is, is, email addresses is my currency, yeah? So if somebody was starting, it would be find an idea, what we've just talked about, of around an idea, an idea that you know that you cannot stop and start a newsletter. People could say, Go, do it on news- why don't you do a LinkedIn newsletter? Well, you can. Mm. But then again, LinkedIn owns that database. Whereas if you can start a, a newsletter where people can leave their emails, over time you can find ways to reach out to that audience, yeah? Mm. I can't. I, can't. I, I do have a newsletter on, on LinkedIn, but I, do, I don't necessarily know the stats. I, you, you can't see who opened, who clicked. You know that there is an audience. It's great. You can reach out to them. How can you find ways to pull an audience to your own space? That's my big advice for people that think, I'd like to have a go of this, is figure out how you can build your own owned space where people are prepared to leave their email so you can keep the conversation ongoing. Okay, that's a great first step and first tip, isn't it? Um, And in terms of the nature of that content for Mm. something like a newsletter, and we all get quite a few sometimes, there's quite a bland nature. I mean, how do you, you know, advice again, somebody's going, right, okay, I get what Mark's saying. I can build my email kind of database. I can start sending out a newsletter. How do you make that newsletter stand out and right. work for you? Okay, so the way that I base what I do is around one is my own reflections or what I am learning around this idea of self-sufficiency and what we're building and community. Because that's what you represent. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, but how can we put our own stamp on it? So in, now we're in this world of chat GPT, even better. So we can, you're right, the emails, the things we subscribe to, what purpose do they serve? So I know, so we're competing with every, if you're sending a newsletter, you're competing with everything out there, even whatever you're reading on the BBC. So how can we put a sense of personality or, here's another idea, if whatever industry that we have and you kind of think, well, I haven't got time to write this, how can we be a voice for our industry? For instance, 
whatever it is, recruitment, whatever, or maybe in the world of accountancy, how we can look at, be a filter for the world that is out there and to share that. So you've got one side, you can put your own stamp to give your perspective and knowledge of an industry. You're giving your knowledge freely. Or another way could be that you share as a digest what is happening out in the big wide world. I see this. I think this is such a massive opportunity to be that voice piece for an industry because you can highlight and find what is happening out there and share that with people or the third way is you can find a hybrid of both i tend to do that share uh, i always my newsletter is based on a perspective of from me then i will share what's happening in the world of community of creativity and the sense of building and ownership and i share what's happening and then the kicker is how can you then start to invite your community in to what you're creating mm. somebody from the community will always start the newsletter it's called the you of the media takeover it's never me starting the newsletter it's always somebody else but that's somebody else so it's one to validate I'm a part of this too I do believe in people feeling a part of something this idea of this label I do believe in labels and also by saying this is me come and connect with me on LinkedIn and by the way here is something I'm watching on telly here is a book I've read here's a podcast what you're starting to do now is that your audience start to help you with the creation process yeah okay and you start to bring personality yeah don't you and testimony nearly inadvertently yeah yeah brilliant and where do you sit with, you know, because a lot of what we've talked about in the 20 minutes or so, so far is quite traditional mm. in a way. It's quite old school. It's a bit face-to-face events, even yeah. things we believe in. It's perhaps a newsletter, which is, you know, always done. Where do you sit with new technology and how, you know, businesses, yeah. particularly SMEs, should be using things like chat, GPT yeah. and... and you know, you've said about Facebook and all of those kind of things, but where's the space okay. for technology and what you would advocate? Yeah, it's how we use that that's there on our shoulder, chipping away at us to help feed our curiosity. Because I now look at this, what you what you kind of highlighted there by saying, yeah, this is quite old school, isn't it? You're not kind of delivering stuff here that's kind of new world, whatever thinking. But the whole point is this, is that homemade is now a premium. Yeah. Mm. Writing, the skill of writing, the skill of sending something to somebody else. So it's easy because I know if you get a newsletter from me that says, in today's digitally noisy world, you know, <laughs> it's got the chat GPT little tick to it. But if there is, but, but is, is how we put an emphasis on, on the crafts that we, the skill sets that we learn, there is even more emphasis on that. Facebook and all that stuff is brilliant because it's taught us how that we can rent scale. But then we become reliant on it. Yeah. So we become reliant on it. And we see that like what's happened with the algorithm at the moment and people's look at what their reach is down on what they would have seen a good few months ago, which puts the emphasis on what we can do. So the tech is there. It's great. The tech just helps us. And this comes back to the personal brand aspect we talked about earlier. But how can we put our own stamp on this media Mm. and these spaces? And as as you're right, going to an event, that's pretty old school. Yeah. But how can you flip that event to look at it a different way? Or how can you put something on to, put something on an event that has your own stamp and perspective where you heighten what we've already got? So we're so lucky. This is the thing. We're so lucky to have all these places, things that we can do and we can use online and we can use offline. But it's how we can be creative with it and to reintroduce. Yeah. yeah. So we, we step into it, into it, into a networking event, a business event, and that's what we expect. But how can we start to flip that and and throw new things in? And it's only, here's a good quote for you. 
And it, and it dawned on me a few months ago, there's a lovely chap called Christoph Stoughton. And he says, business is socialising with purpose. And, that, and that's what it is. is the business the, is socialising yeah, with purpose. Yeah, okay. and it's this thing about that. The, 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 now what's happening, the, this thing of being normal, of, of being a normal, I would say good person, but this thing of championing, this thing of championing the simplicity of it all. Yeah, and no. that makes it even more now. Now we know we can churn out. We got these that company that sat there and weren't did one blog every six months. Now you know there's a blog every day on their industry. Well, we all get found out eventually, yeah. which is why we're in a nev- we're in such a good place how we can reinstate these what as you highlighted traditional media, this traditional media that's there, but how we put our own slant to it. Yeah, and another one that intrigues me is that I mean I. Know, evolve scales is scaling you know regionally and hopefully mm. nationally but very much the businesses i've always run have been very dorset hampshire yeah so two county based yeah. so when you're doing that to me it's quite easy to build a community yeah. and it, based on reputation and hosting great things or sending good content out and people kind of start to draw a rate to you but there's a lot of smes in these these day and ages that aren't just selling in the uk they're selling worldwide how difficult do you think it becomes to create a community if you're a kind of worldwide business? Yeah. Um, it's not that difficult because the great thing now, right, here we go. So it's about, again, people buying into an idea, all right? Could be Peloton, for instance, whatever they've done as well of, of, of how they've built and got us all hooked in during COVID. <laughs> you build, you make that space, whatever it is, you make a space, Right. So one of my fears was always that because we do events here that are based in Dorset, yeah. I don't want to be known as this Dorset company. Dorset and I know, that, yeah, yeah, and I know it happens. And listen, I know it happens. But the only reason I do it is I can experiment and I can test out. And I treat where I live as, a, and I treat where I live as a playground to test out ideas, so we can share with the rest of the country. Look, it looks like this. When you're talking about, then we'll, we'll be talking about beyond, uh, uh, beyond the UK and overseas as well. Well. I realized this side as well, that how can you galvanize people and still bring them together? So a thing that's happened, that there's, for instance, on this side, is that we created a community online. We created a membership space. There's So places like Mighty Networks or Circle, these membership communities that have grown in the past few years, we have built a membership space using Circle. So whether it's me or many or many other brands that are out there, how you can, and this is, this is the thing that I love, Warren, is this ability now to take everything offline. When I say offline, away from the main spaces. Uh, and, and effectively, you're building dens in the woods with other people. So we created a membership space called You Are The Media Club that people come together that is online. But we can be open. We can be honest. We can share. We don't, we're not fighting to be heard as a, a Facebook group or anything else. This is a way... And this is the thing that really fascinates me now is how we start to move things away from social platforms and how we build our own entities. But it's still online and people yeah, come together know where we are. And online and yeah, we're still using yeah, yeah. it. And that's yeah. why it's great of, the, of what's available to us today. I guess it uh, uh, was spearheaded since COVID of how we can look at these other independent spaces, how we can find ways to bring people together. So these platforms that are out there, I think are great. Yeah. And... Is the challenge, though, that the Joe public and us in business, we're so now used to Facebook, Twitter, LinkedIn, 
that it's quite hard for these new you know, new platforms yeah. and these independent places to really gain traction. Yeah, but I guess these 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 other places went buddied up, found their allies with other people that built big audiences. Yeah? yeah, so whether it is an entrepreneur on fire or a or somebody else that has built a big audience, so it's how you find your allies to yeah. bring those people as the. Uh, uh, yeah. those people to test out and to share and, and to endorse again it's building other people building communities via using the strength of others you know it's, it's still it, it takes time but but that's the beauty of it of living our lives on platforms because it's, it's it's there yeah. and we might as well just keep on saying what we've always said because that's what we've been told and how we create these businessy personas rather than how we can have a look what's out there see what is of use and the most important thing is, is as well is that there is a pulse to it because imagine if you create a place and it's quiet mm. or it's just and I've been in place spaces where it's the owner uh, um, is very vocal and then goes quiet so it's a really it's a it's yeah. a dynamic to get used but that, to that's quite an interesting topic in itself isn't it Mark is that question of how do you remain consistent mm. and because consistency is really important when you're building a community isn't it massively um yeah, it's how you find that pulse or how you can still go when you're not up for it, mm. whether your head's in a tough place. And I've always looked at it this way. This thing of consistency means when I talk about a newsletter. So I have an unwritten contract with a subscriber. So I send a newsletter every Thursday morning around about 6 a.m. It starts with that. So I really appreciate it. Somebody loses their email. I don't, I don't want to abuse it. I don't want to kind of spam someone or, or straight away upsell to someone. So when we talk about consistency, listen, it could be anyone. It could be somebody who's just starting and, and they've got 20, 40 subscribers. Consistency happens because you know you start, you recognize you have a responsibility to others. And that's what starts to shift. Because then you can ask people what they think. Or, they're a, or if they come back with an email that says that was great or this thing stirred my thinking, that's the thing that keeps us at the wheel. And that's the real privilege. So consistency comes down to the people that we serve plus as well on this topic area that you find of interest. Because otherwise we're just doing it. I just want to say when I said before, it was just marketing stuff. Yeah. But that was fine. But that's what everybody else does. And I don't want to be talking about things such as SEO or how I should be using my Google, my business pages and things such as that. Um, I kind of want to experiment. I live in this live lab and then I share with everybody how it all worked, good and bad. Right. And, I, and, and it's over the years, it means that what has failed, you can look back on it and say it went this way. Because when it works, we're always on about the success. Yeah. We've always shown people how it worked. Yeah. Like what you said with the event that you did. Yeah. There's only a handful of people, but it's only by just keeping at the wheel. I just kept with it. Yeah. So that becomes a, a story in itself that you can look back on now that it's Definitely. like, well, I started there and there was four people. Yeah. But that's where I, we've all got to start somewhere and accept that. Definitely. And I'm going to, sorry to do this to you, but I'm going to take you back to that 11 year old boy. Go on. Um, and one of the things that obviously gave you through life was this sense of a little bit of insecurity and a sense of an imposter syndrome, maybe. And what advice have you got to somebody maybe starting a community? You know, even sending out a newsletter mm. and not feeling that they're worthy of doing that and that kind of you know, imposter syndrome kind of attitude which holds them back. Yeah, yeah. And that's a, do you know what? That is a big thing. 
because if you're creating whatever it is audio you're having a podcast or it's writing or it's video you do not know how that's going to be received by an audience is someone going to threaten and that's the thing no one's going to throw us under a bus no. no one's going to call us out unless we are saying things that are contentious so the only way that i that that i that I got over that, if you kind of talk about insecurities and that, 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 that sense of uh, uh, imposter syndrome, is when you start, you're creating for yourself, right? Because you, 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 you are creating for yourself to build up your skill sets, confidence to create, and then that shifts to your audience. So the responsibility you have for your audience. When you're starting, this is brand new. You're, fight, you're finding that writing, that creation muscle of whatever it is. So that, in turn, helps build your confidence. So you can express yourselves more. All I ever do, I send a newsletter. I just want to be a better writer. I want to be a better uh, 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 writer and sharing thoughts with people. And then you realize, and it does start to trigger over time, that you start to recognize the audience that you are creating for. So let's bring in the businessy side now. So when you start to realize you create for your audience, you're creating value when people are receiving something. So, and then that's how you can introduce different aspects. And this is how, this is how we grow businesses. Yeah. So for my side, it was we started to do events that people would come to, that become, that become learning, that becomes membership as well. But it all comes from exercising and becoming skilled at a discipline that then becomes attractive to an audience. Seth Godin wrote a really good article back in 2009. It's called First 10. And the whole idea is that we create for 10 people, that 10 people will tell uh, another group of people. And it's just a really nice place, if you're kind of talking here, this place of starting and recognize that it can be difficult, is this thing of you start off with first 10 people. Okay. It just so happened that yours was four. Yeah, it was. <laughs> An inspiring. <laughs> I started with four. <laughs> yeah. Um, and around all of that kind of conversation, we've touched on events. And, you know, one of the things you've, you've got your career today coming up in April, you know, you've got a reputation for holding fun, energetic yeah. events. Um, you know, what do you think we need to do as business people, organisations, SMEs to make our events mm. stand out and make them authentic? Yeah, it was. So everything we do is still has a very serious side. Mm. There is that element of bringing fun, but there, it is deadly serious. When I say serious in terms of ideas, people can apply within their own businesses. People can build or even just create in a space that feels safe that people want to come, that, that people feel a part of. So we have to, there's so much out there, or there's so much choice. Mm. So we're always fighting. You know, we're probably seeing that. We are, listen, honestly, we're seeing it now. As, as, as each year is progressing, people are going out more. They're making that yeah, commitment to go to events. Yeah, so it's happening. So this is, we did a survey, right? And we said, what's the biggest thing that is holding you back from going to a business event? And this was a really, this kind of struck with me. And it wasn't about numbers. It wasn't even about cost. It was about time. Mm. So we now know all of us have time back. So why should we go to something? Why do we need to go to something? So when we talk about you kind of, we put on these events that, and I don't want someone to listen to this for the first time, I think it's just chaos what they do. It used to be, but it isn't now. It's just structured. But we were always competing with, that's the thing we're competing with, somebody else's time, the choices that somebody yeah. else has. Why do they need to go to and we're more, it? And we're more akin to aware of our time and our value of our time post-COVID. Yeah. 
why do we need to go out when we know that we can finish work at five and we're and we're done? And this is the thing I do, and I do scratch my head that, that no, I don't scratch my head because I'm extremely grateful. So with the event that we've got happening at the lighthouse in Paul, people are traveling down from around the country. So you know that you have to make that. There's a trade-off. Someone's leaving the boss, the wife, the husband, the partner. So there's that responsibility, not just for me, for all of us. Anyone that's putting on an event that has to be worthy of somebody's time. Mm-hmm. So that's, you know, when people come to our events, we try and break world records and we'll eat Ferrero Rochers and all that stuff. But there is a reason, for, the whole reason for that is that appreciation of someone's time stepping in that room. Because I want them to come back as well. And that's a great principle to have. If, to anybody listening that's thinking they're going to, they are running events or thinking of running at any sort of event, is, yeah, that importance of taking somebody's time and how you're going to get give them value mm. for their time. It's a great approach, isn't it? I love that philosophy. Yeah, it is. And it's it, the simplicity of it all. Because this is how we build customer bases yeah. and how we appreciate, as I say that, when somebody subscribes to the newsletter, I'll send them a video. I do send an automated sequence, but at least they want to kind of show somebody for their time giving me their email i will send them a personal email i use a platform and i will say thank you for subscribing how do you find out get them to ask a uh, encourage them to uh, get back to me and and ask them a question okay. but it's all this these ways that we appreciate somebody's time that we can make them feel settled whether that's online or offline that they think i'm going to come back to this Coming to the water the end of our conversation, but I've got so many more questions. Um, one of the things, that, again, is this mix, and I see you do it well, and I'd like to see your advice for others mm-hmm. between you're very, clearly, and I'm you know, very passionate about the written word. You mentioned that quite a few times, but you do put video out mm-hmm. regularly alongside mm-hmm. the written word. What's, what's your advice as to how that blend should yeah. work? Or does yeah. it depend per business, per industry? Yeah, Here's a, that's a good thing. Because it's around about doing the minimum amount possible, but getting the maximum return. Let me share what I mean. So you said that, look, there's writing and there's video. So uh, what I write can effectively be a script. So I send a newsletter every Thursday. But I thought, well, let me sum this up as a video. And I will... Put a link in the newsletter, a little gif that would be me waving my arms, getting animated. But this is me summing up today's story. Yeah. Okay. I'm like your Jerry Springer, your B2B, <laughs> sp- your B2B <laughs> Springer. So I'm doing that. So I said, and so, um, so we don't need to think that this is overawing. Yeah? yeah. I haven't got time to create. I haven't got time. Well, I think, well, if you've done the work, how can you now break this down into multiple pieces of content that can be seen? So I will do... A one minute, one and a half minute little summary of what I've shared. But it's also a way of just repeating it back to myself, yeah? Mm, yeah. It's me. It's like a sense check to me. Does this sound right? Or am I just talking absolute nonsense? So then that will be in the newsletter. And then I will, how I can put that on other platforms. So that will go on to LinkedIn. So I will say, good morning on the news and the video. So I make sure that's on a Thursday morning around half past seven. But that's the advice for all of us. How you can have a central place, but how you can break that down whether that's tweets, whether that's uh, whether that's posts, whether that is video, whether that is... I used to do it as a podcast as well. I used to read and, and again, sense check as well. And it read and it used to be like a 10-minute or, or so podcast. Mm. They used to be at the end of the blog. I just saw that it wasn't getting listened to as much. So uh, I stopped it. But we don't have to realise that we have to be spending hours and hours and hours and hours of creating all the stuff. Do it once, then break it down. 
Yeah, repurpose. Yeah, that's the. There you go. There you are. Do you your marketing. Do you your marketing head on. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, no. So to, you know, your central piece is your newsletter, though, isn't it? And then think breaks down off of that. Correct. So we have the newsletter. So it's almost if uh, if you have that funnel thing in your head. So the the main entry for a lot of people, most people, is subscribing to a newsletter. Then we have events that are happening around that. We have a main event as well called Creator Day. And if people want to go further, we have our own membership space called the You of the Media Club. That's the commercial site. Yeah. Yeah. That's what I mean. So all this stuff is not just this altruistic hobby. It has to have a commerciality to it. it? Yeah. But people know. But but as long as we do something that people can see the value that we're creating is going to be worthwhile. I'd like people to know that, for instance, the newsletter, if I wasn't here, I'd like people to think that they would miss it. I'm sure they would. Oh, look at you backing me up. <laughs> um, just, what's the best piece of advice that you've ever received? Okay, so, um, and it was from, so during COVID, and we had our shows, we had Zoom shows, called You Were the Media, Online, Offline. And honestly, it was this gold, I really admire a Canadian chap called Mitch Joel. Uh, He has a podcast called Control-Alt-Delete. And he said, he said, it's never, I'm just going to kind of summarize it. It's never about the platform. It's never about the platform that you're uh, publishing on. But it's always about finding something that you know that you cannot stop. That's why you're still here. Mm. That's why I'm still here. That's why I'm, I, I have this curiosity. You know, like what you are, you're just, your curiosity and how you can grow what you're doing with Evolve, similar to this side. How I can find something, well, I know I, know I cannot stop. stop. And isn't that? And, that's that and, and that's the thing, that thing of momentum and that we're finding. And when you talk about, we kind of have these blocks that are in front of us. Well, maybe... Your, your, the, maybe that audience isn't ready for it. Maybe what you're sharing is is not kind of giving you that lift. As long as we can find that 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 balance between how we make money, the values that we have, and that thing in the middle, right? So yeah. how can we find our values that align with our careers and our businesses, and how can we share that? Because there's a role it plays for other people. Then you find this persistence that you know that you can't stop. Brilliant, fantastic, and. What's the one thing you're most proud of about the You Are The Media community? Um, that, um, that I guess that I made something with my own hands, yeah? I, I probably don't promote it and shout about it enough. But the one thing I'm the most proud about is I can talk about this. I can look you in the eyes and say I did this. Yeah. And, it's, and the most proud thing is that not just for me, for other people, is that we can build something from zero, yeah? Yeah. Whether it is no one coming to your event, whether it is struggling to get people to subscribe, the most thing that I'm proud of is that I started from zero. Brilliant. And I'm not burnt out just yet. Brilliant. Glad to hear you're not burnt out, because the next question is, where do you want your community to go? Okay. Uh... The idea is how we can find more leaders. Uh, what I'm starting to do now is to step back a bit more. When I say step back, yeah. um, it doesn't need... And I wanted to test this out and it does work. So when you make a community, if it's always one person at the front all the time, then it can be seen as somebody else's agenda. 
that's kind of leaders and followers yeah. you, rather than a community, isn't it? Yeah. And so what I've... This thing of servant leadership is a big kind of principle of mine as well as how you create and then you tear up for other people. So what I want for my for the community is that there's this ready-made brand, there's this thing now called You Are The Media. And what we're seeing now is that you're handing that torch to other people. So whether it is hosting a live event, whether it could be the community that are on stage that will be sharing segments, or as we're finding now, as that torch is handed to other people from around the UK, a lot of this is based on trust yeah. to deliver. We have events in Bristol and Bath, but the idea is how that can uh, uh, move to other towns and cities around the UK, but to people from the community. But my goal for the community is how that torch is handed to others because that whole thing of being seen, visibility, posts, other people skill sets that other people may have so we and this is my other thing as well is that we can all take from the well do you know what i mean if somebody is there then you've got other people backing them up and supporting them and rallying behind them and that's that's what i want from the community going forwards brilliant that has true legacy then doesn't it i think so i think it does yeah yeah it does because it's not about you i'm self-sustaining doesn't it yeah because it's not just about you at the front it's the people that are a part of it like i want to keep things constant i know that a lot of the time it's me it's driven via myself but i think that's how community develops is 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 when it's about the uh, um, it's about the people that are a part of it that want it to work rather than the few. So strength is this thing of it becomes a collective journey rather than a passion or something that one person is just pro- is just uh, 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 progressing with. Great. And I always end with the same question, and you'll probably know what this question is. What's your definition of personal success? What does success mean for Mark? So. Do you know what? The, the, the only reason I do all this is 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 to be with my family. I'm kind of that's all. The, the, to me, success is knowing that I'm there for my family. That's all I've ever wanted. So it's to, whether it is my two girls that are growing up or, or whatever that we're doing as a family, me and my wife, whatever. To me, success is knowing that you're there. And even when my kids get older, they knew that I was there as I'm getting older or, or, or when they were younger. That to me is what success to me represents. Brilliant. What a great person. Thank you. So, um, if people want to learn more about Mark, in particular, they want to engage with your community, you are the media, where can they go? Thank you. Yeah, so come to youwithemedia.co.uk. There's the newsletter tab at the top. That's the best place to start there. Leave your email. I'm tearing myself up here now, because if you do leave your email, I've got to send everyone a, a little video with me. Yeah. So, you'll get an email. So, you'll get little emails, and also you'll get a video from me that says thank you for subscribing brilliant mark i've really enjoyed our conversation we've got so much in common about the belief in community i've loved hearing your perspective on it and and seeking advice from you about community so thank you for being a wonderful guest on the evolve to succeed podcast bless you thank you thank you for listening to the evolve to succeed podcast my hope with every episode is that you've learned something new or heard something that challenged your way of thinking and further motivated you on your path towards becoming a more knowledgeable, informed and inspired individual and business leader. And don't forget, if you'd like to learn more about Evolve and the services we offer and how we can help you and your business confidently start, grow and exit, then please go to evolveadvisory.co.uk. Please also help and support this podcast by subscribing, liking and giving us a positive review on your favourite listening platform. Thanks for listening. And see you next week.